Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get free download and free 30-day trial at www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellows. Over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellows. Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we're going to be reviewing Winchester, and talking about the best actor race. Enjoy the show. As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And here we go. Ozzy, how you doing? I'm extremely exhausted. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I, I went to go see this movie pretty late last night, but I got a decent amount of sleep, I guess. More than you probably did, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Way more <laughs> than me. Um, my, friend, my, friend is, uh, my friend is moving uh, to New York. So we kind of threw him a little something yesterday, and uh, we weren't done till about 2 a.m. And um, I was trying to finish Roman J. Edgar as well because I hadn't watched it, so I only got I only got to like an hour. Um, I got like a little over an hour of the movie. Um, I was able to watch a little over an, over an hour of the movie last night. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, for those of you guys going to be like mad that I didn't watch the whole thing, I mean, there's just so much stuff going on. Um, I mean, and you guys should understand that. I mean, sometimes life hits an unexpected turn, you know, and it happens. I, you know, I was running a whole lot of errands yesterday, so um, I just this week has been super crazy for me. It's been all over the place, but um, yeah, man. I mean, so Winchester came out. Yep. Oh, and that what, is the yeah. No, we, the, sh- we should probably address the fact that we were like, oh, we're going to have some guests on the next episode, and no guests. <laughs> but um, it just kind of happened. People's schedules got all crazy, and they weren't able to come on. And hopefully, obviously, we wanted Brianna to come on for this episode, but that didn't work out. And hopefully, she'll be on the next episode. We don't know what's going on for the next episode for sure yet, but we'll try to work it out. And as for our other guests... Um, I don't know when they're going to come on, but we'll figure it out eventually. Uh, but yeah, Winchester, let's talk about it. Um, so this is a horror movie, right? Uh, yes. And it stars Helen Mirren, Jason Clark, and I believe those are the two biggest names in the movie, right? I'm not missing anybody. Like, Yeah, I mean, those are the two biggest names. Uh, for those of you guys who are any Sarah uh, Snook fans, I mean, she's also in the movie. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't yeah, seen I don't her know. somewhere. I just, I don't know. And I was thinking about it. I was like, have I seen her anywhere? Yeah, I mean, she was in Steve Jobs, um, Sleeping Beauty. Um, she's been around. And she's been, yeah, she's also in the Black Castle, and she's also in Black Mirror. So, I mean, I've definitely seen her yeah. um, around. Um, um, but yeah. okay, so this movie, I guess, based on the end of the movie, I think it was based on a true story. I didn't know that until the very end, apparently. Um, but it's about this woman who is in charge of the Winchester 
arms like you know the gun company or the old gun company and she basically secluded herself after her husband and her son died and secluded herself in this house and she keeps building the house and tearing it down and building it out and tearing it down and things like that and the board of the company thinks she's crazy and they send jason clark who is a doctor to go assess her and prove that she is crazy and obviously because of the horror movie you know she has reasons for what she's doing Many of them supernatural. So that's the basic idea behind this movie. And this movie's fine. It's it's a fine horror movie. It's nothing that I'm like gonna write home about, but it's it's perfectly enjoyable. What did you think? Um now most of you guys on this podcast know um Ozzy doesn't do horror. <laughs> like it's not something that I do, so I don't invite a couple of my friends to come with me um, to watch this film with me. Um, I think that, and I'm just going to go off of just technical aspects here. I like the story. I do think that they have an interesting story um, in, in like kind of like around this, the around, around the movie. I mean, I do think it was very interesting how she kind of, um, cause she felt guilty, honestly, ultimately, about like the company that her family had built. She owns a gun, obviously just Carlos said she owns a gun company. So those guns took uh, you know, a lot of lives and the ghosts kind of blame her for it, kinda of blame the family for it as well. Like they also think that they were a part of the murder. Um so I just also found that very interesting how they kind of um added that on there. So I did like kind of the mythology around the movie. I did. I did like the acting. I don't have a problem with any of the performances. I think Helen Marin was really good. I think Jason Clark was really good. Um, you know, I, I do like the production. Uh, the production design. I think the production design was really well done, and also just the costumes as well. I mean, they showed a picture of uh, Sarah Winchester in the end, and you could tell. I mean, that was just kind of just like an imperf. Like it was just a perfect interpretation. Uh, of, of who she was, just how she was dressed. I think it was uh, a really nice um, just interpretation of how she was. Um, I didn't have any problems with the script. Uh, Michael Spierig uh, wrote the script along with um, along with uh, Tom Vaughn and, and, and Peter Spierig. Um, so I think the script was, uh, was also pretty well done. I don't have a problem with the script. I think technically this movie is fine. Um, there are a lot of jump scares in this movie that get you. Yeah. It was a classic uh, jump scare, and uh, I do like Jason's Jason, Jason Clark's arc in this film. Um, I don't know if you have any problems with it when it comes to his arc. Um, it, I don't know. It's like it feels like that whole storyline was kind of tacked on. Um, I will agree with you that overall I was. I was fine with the story. I, I enjoyed the mythology more than I did like this actual concentrated story. But just the whole how the house functions and like what the purpose of it all is, it, it, it seemed it, it, it was pretty interesting. I, I will say that. Um, I don't think it was necessarily consistent, but I'll talk about that more in negatives. Um, yeah, there look, this movie, there's no denying, and this is gonna start 
this is going to start negative, but it'll end in a positive. Uh, this movie has an over-reliance on jump scares. Over-reliance. Um, and a lot of them, I, I would say about half of them, are the stupid kind where it's like, oh, it was nothing. You know, but the other half are legitimate jump scares, and they actually function pretty well within the movie. And there are actually some pretty good ones in there. Now, I think the best jump scare in recent memory is from It!, and do any of these top that jump scare in the in the projector scene? No, they do not. But that's a pretty high bar, so I'm not going to compare it to that necessarily. Um, yeah, I, I I think it is pretty well acted. Uh, like you said, um, they do a decent job of getting the tension kind of up. And but ultimately, I do think the strongest aspect of this movie is its mythology. And the way it's able to dive into that. And really, I wasn't, and to be honest, I wasn't the biggest fan of this actual, I I said I wasn't the biggest fan of this actual concentrated story, like this story in particular. But they do something about three, like at the start of the third act, basically, where you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. And they, they really do a good job of kind of going, making you kind of, think back about the movie and see if it all adds up. And I really appreciated that. And that made me appreciate the story as a whole more. Um, And I did overall like the third act uh, a lot, even though, like I said, there's things about it that don't make too much sense. Um, But I I did like the third act. Um, Although anti shout out to the trailer for showing us one of the big scenes in the third act, by the way. Um, But yeah, that's... That's what I got in terms of positives. Do you have anything else? Uh, I mean, no, I think that's pretty much it for me, man, when it comes to positives. All right. Well, then let's move on to negatives. Uh, do you want me to start? Yeah, man. All right. Uh, as for negatives with Winchester, uh, look, I said that a lot of this doesn't make any sense, and it really doesn't. Like, they established something... And maybe they explain it, and I just missed it. That's completely possible. But they establish something about why they lock some of the rooms in the house. And then they start to, like, something happens in the last act of this movie where you're just like, oh, this is going to be bad. And then it turns out to be like, okay, it's not that bad. But they never explain why. (laughs) But then at the end, they want you to think it's bad again. And I'm just like, this doesn't really make any sense. Um, so there, there's a lot of rules that they set up that they just kind of don't follow. Um, I mean, yeah, they did. They actually did explain it. The reason why they locked the doors is so that the ghosts can kind of find peace. Um, no, and yeah. but, but I know, but they, they did explain that. Yes. But, and I guess we can just dive into it. It's not that big of a spoiler, but they also, they didn't say they locked the doors because of that. They said they make the room and then the ghosts will find peace but the more aggressive ones that are having trouble with it they lock the doors and then spoiler alert kind of the doors unlock and like half of them are friendly and it's like what are we doing why did they like why did they lock those doors then it doesn't make any sense but anyway um so i don't know there's just there's stuff like that i don't think the like i said i think the side story with Jason Clark, it's interesting, but it feels really tacked on. And ultimately, my biggest problem with this movie, or is, I don't know if it's my biggest problem, but it's one of my bigger problems with this movie, is 
something that I don't necessarily know, like, if they could have avoided because of, ultimately, if this is based on a true story or based on a true person, I don't want to say true story, but based on a real person, then it's hard. At the same time, like, all right, we get it with this movie. You don't like guns. Jeez. (laughs) Like, it it was like, all right, we get it. Okay. Uh, we, We get it. No, okay, you're gonna tell us again. Okay, we get it. We get it. You don't like guns with this movie, jeez. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What what do you, what negatives do you got, Ozzy? Um, there's just really don't get me wrong. The the house look looks um, the house looks weird. Mm-hmm. So I can't dock it on that. This is a scene, and it's on IMDb, and it gets me out every time because I don't know because the house. Looks computer animated. Oh, it looks CGI. Yeah, like it yeah. looks CGI. I'm looking at a picture right now. It's on IMDb, Carlos. Mm-hmm. Um, where they're arriving, with the house looks like C, like it looks like um, C. The whole house. I was like, okay, that looks really bad. Um, I, again, I don't know. If, like for me, this looks this looks very off. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like I said, do your typical jump stairs. I'm kind of as a negative because it's just like I guess I guess people don't learn that people don't like jump scares, but whatever. Um, and um, what I will say about the negatives is, I mean, I think when it comes to the whole, I didn't. There was for me, it kind of just wrapped up in a bow very nicely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when this movie props it, I mean, when you were looking at the ads for this movie, I mean, it was saying this is based on one of the most haunted houses in, in North America. And I was like, okay, this is going to be like a movie. Like, this is going to be like the next Conjuring. This is going to be the next, like, uh, Insidious. And it wasn't. That's where it kind of that's where it kind of lost me because, I mean, yeah, as, as, as much as an interesting mythology as it is, I mean, I really didn't have, um, it didn't have me at the same, it, was, it just wasn't on the same level as those movies. Um, just because for me, I mean, it wrapped up in just a nice bow. I mean, too nice of a bow. You're gonna mm-hmm. ask me. Um, there, for me, there was no fallout um, from what from what happened. So this was one. It's like probably like my biggest uh, negative in the film. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll agree with you when it comes to like beating you over the sa- over the head with the same message about guns. I, I will I will agree with you on that one. <laughs> It was like, all right, we get it. Like, it's fine. If that's the point, if that's the stance you want to take as a film and as filmmakers, that's fine. But, jeez, we get it. <laughs> you don't have to keep banging. Like, I don't know, whatever. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's pretty much all I have to say. It's not, it, I don't, I honestly, again, I don't know what this score is like rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I have no idea if this is like a terribly reviewed movie or whatever. But I would say that this is a better than average January horror movie. I'm not saying a better than average horror movie in general, but a better than average January horror movie. That's what I'll say. Um, because <laughs> I think we all know that I've seen plenty of those in the last two years. And uh, there's this is crazy. plenty worse. <laughs> this is crazy, man. Because, you know, last time I checked this, uh, this Rotten Tomatoes score, it was like a 72. Both. Jeez. Like the critic score... And the other one in, in the audience, uh, Netflix score was 72. Yep. Uh, Flickster, sorry. And now the Rotten Tomatoes score is now 10%. Jeez. 
and the audience audience score is not 48%. So I was like, damn. That's I mean, a little like, dramatic. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was at a 72%. Yeah. Like, when I, when I was looking at the – I was looking at the score, it was at a 72. So I was just – I mean, I, I'm just completely shocked. Yeah. Um. That is quite dramatic. Uh, I, I spoiler alert for my rating. I, well, I'm just guess I'm just gonna dive into it anyway. But it's not nowhere near <laughs> um, that low. I, I think this movie again, it's completely fine. I I honestly think you can go in and probably enjoy this movie. I don't think it's anything you're gonna be like super pumped about when you leave. But it's a completely okay movie, which is why I'm gonna give it a six point three. It's fine. It's a completely fine movie. I go to 6.9. I mean, it's a date movie. I mean, you could take anybody to get me. I would say it's a date movie. You know, you, you have, you have uh, you know, you, you want to go and date, take her to see Winchester. Take him to see Winchester. Whatever. Um, so I'm giving it a 6.9. Uh, you know, just don't be loud because the people that, 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 that I went to go see it with, I don't know how old they were. They were probably older than me, but they were acting like 12-year-olds <laughs> and they were the most loud obnoxious people ever and don't do that you know don't do that just because you know there's a lot of people there's not a lot of people in the theater doesn't mean that you know i came to hear you (laughs) um i was absolutely annoyed like especially like this girl she was just like she was mimicking uh, some of the stuff for set like how like because you know how they have some people like have different accents in the film but she was just acting she was like acting out their their accents, and then like, everybody was laughing at her. I'm like, yo, like that's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was getting ready to get up and just tell him like, yo, can you shut up? But anyway. I know. There, we need to have a pet peeves about movies again, uh, and talk and com- just complain about people in the theater again. But anyway, um, and one thing I do kind of want to mention, like this is a small thing, but it's just slightly annoying. Um, well, more than slightly annoying, it's actually kind of disturbing, but there are, did you hear this news that there's already Facebook groups and things like that saying that, or or trying to rally people to, um, or rate negatively Black Panther, like already, that haven't seen the movie. Why? Because, you know, racism, number one, but also... Number two, just because they're probably angry DC fans, if we're being honest, and they don't like Marvel. But it's also racism, if we're being honest. Um, but yeah, so that's already a thing. Uh, and ne- and Rotten Tomatoes has already said like they're going to be very vigilant and try to catch people who are just rating it for- because, obviously, disgusting reasons. Um, but yeah <laughs> and it was one thing that was really funny in regards to this was pablo hidalgo who if you don't know who he is he is um basically the uh, major voice for star wars on twitter he is um he's in, involved in the lucasfilm story group and all that he he helps a lot with the writing of the stories and stuff like that anyway he <laughs> he quote tweeted this story and was like Wow, I want I can't believe fans would do this. <laughs> and it was like, all right, yeah, fair enough. Um, angry fans will lash out and try to overly downvote things. Yeah, it's yeah, that's what happens, and it's terrible. But I don't understand, man, because you know when Marvel was doing all this stuff, and I was thinking about it the other day, when Marvel was doing all this stuff when it comes to. Um, Making the MCU, everybody was super excited. Everybody was loving it. 
everybody was still loving it. And then all of a sudden, um, they, they just stopped. And everybody's just like, oh, uh, you know, there's just a regular Marvel movie. And, da, da, da. and I'm just like, and I get another question because I was just like, there's a point in time where you love these things, you know? And I mean, for me, I mean, it, for me, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, and people will call me a Marvel fanboy. And I'm just like, no, I just still had love for the movies because, like, they're still doing good. Um, Look, man, if you guys, if you're willing to, I mean, look, man, I mean, whatever your taste is, it's whatever. I mean, if your taste is Suicide Squad, um, I don't understand why, <laughs> but I mean, have at it. If your taste uh, is Batman versus Superman, spoiler alert, it's coming around. And the reason why Batman doesn't kill Superman is because they have the same mom's name. Whatever. Go for it. Doesn't make any sense, but Sure. Um, but you have to look back at it and, and this is, and Dennis and I actually had a conversation about it and I want and maybe we can do a, an episode about it. Um, the only hitter that really DC has had is, is Wonder Woman. Yep. And we were talking about how many movies Wonder Woman, like how, how many we're rating all the movies and like, we're going through all the movies in Marvel and we're saying like, how many movies does, is Wonder Woman better than in Marvel? And, uh, you know, it, it was a substantial amount of movies that, you know, Wonder Woman did better mm-hmm. um, when it comes to just the overall quality of the film and everything. So, I mean, she was up there 100%. Maybe maybe we can do that on the podcast sometime. I don't understand these these uh, DC fanboys. Um, to me, it's absolutely ridiculous. Because like I said, like I was talking to somebody the other day because they were having an argument with me about some stuff. And I was like, look. I absolutely love DC Comics. I think the comics are way better than Marvel's comics, okay? Because um, DC has been putting out some really great, really interesting concepts, really great stories as of as of their DC Rebirth um, storylines. But you cannot deny, undeniably, the films are just way better. Films are just out of this world better. Um, DC has one hand, like I just said, and that's Wonder Woman. So people just need to you know, understand that and get with it. Because, I mean, I think DC's also beating Marvel when it comes to animated features. Oh, clearly. Animated features, animated features and shows, DC's doing way better. DC's doing way better. And, you know, the fact that Marvel has, you know, and you're talking about, you know, Marvel having one win over, basically over four, three to four things that they're competing against. DC's winning two or three, three to four, you know? Marvel's only winning one, so I would say they're, I, I would say they're probably winning TV to be honest. But I know not in popularity. Like the DC shows are definitely more popular, but in quality, um, I yeah. I mean, Young Justice, uh, you know, Just League Unlimited. I mean, I mean shows like that. I mean, those were really good shows. Yeah, um, they're not running anymore, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're not running anymore. I mean, when it comes to when it comes to now, like the TV show, I mean, I would say like, okay, five. If he's gonna talk like live action, yeah. Um, I don't know how Arrow beat beat in the pool. I still don't get it. Whatever, but um, <laughs> always uh, comes back uh, to the pool. Oh boy, but um, look, I mean, I personally think that the, 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 the Marvel shows uh, are just better. Oh yeah, I think the Marvel um, shows, are but I mean, you know. Why don't you watch all of them and then come and give your opinion? Because it's just, I mean, people were even commenting on the poll, like, how the hell 
did Arrow beat Daredevil? Like, what? That doesn't make any sense. And I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. These people, man, I, I don't <laughs> understand, man. Um, I don't get it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I, I don't know. Like, this whole... It's just, well, part of it, what your question was, that I wasn't expecting this conversation to go in this direction, but your question of why did we get to this point where now all of a sudden people are like, oh, it's just another Marvel movie, that goes back to my point that I was talking about last episode in terms of originality and things like that. People are like, oh, it was so original. So for some reason they think that equates to better, and it doesn't. You can make, that's, this is why I don't have a problem with remakes, honestly. If you make the same movie, but it's still a good movie, I don't care. Because if you show that movie to someone for the first time and they haven't seen the original, it's not going to matter that it's based on something else. It doesn't. It's just you judge the quality of the movie. It's it's the same thing with these Marvel movies. Do they feel, quote-unquote, similar to each other? Kind of, but I would argue against that. But even even if I grant you that, that they kind of feel like they're cookie cutter or the same, sure, even if I say that. That doesn't affect the quality of the movie. If they're making a good quality movie, then it doesn't matter if they're cookie cutter, honestly. But whatever. But I would still argue against the fact that they're cookie cutter. My, yeah, I mean, I was yeah. watching this guy's YouTube channel, and he was already talking about like his problems with Ant-Man and the Wasp. But now my <laughs> whole thing was just like, dude, it was less than like a two-minute trailer. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, what is the problem? Um, and for me, I was, I was agitated with that whole video. It was like a seven minute video as to why he was upset. And I was like, none of this makes any sense. Cause it's, it's only like a, it's yeah. only a teaser, man. It's fanboy so. culture, to be honest. It's just, everyone has to be outraged about something and everyone has to just complain about the things that they're quote unquote fans of. And it's ridiculous. And it causes things like this, where they target the movies and say, I'm going to give this a negative score on this platform and I'm going to create separate accounts just to do this and I'm going to try to get everyone to do it so that they'll know they're messing up my childhood. And it's like, geez, like relax. Exactly. And the thing that's really embarrassing <laughs> I find about is. Warner Brothers, let me tell you something that's really embarrassing about Warner Brothers. I was watching Rob Explains. Are all explains like really just oh my ass to it. And I, wait, I don't want to. Interesting. I don't want to make it seem like we hate DC or anything. No, like I don't want to. I don't hate DC. Like I just like I just said on the podcast. You guys <laughs> quote me on this. I like the comics and I like the animated TV shows better than Marvel. I do. I think. I think right now they're making better stories than Marvel. And I wish that they were kind of grabbing these stories and bringing them in because they have them. They have such just such, such, just such great stuff. I mean, like I said, I'm watching comics explain right now. He's even saying that it's like some really great, some of the best stuff he's ever written. I mean, he's ever seen um, in comics and just, just because like the stuff that's going on in DC comics. I mean, you got Batman and Catwoman finally, like, you know, they're about to get married. You know, you got a lot of stuff going on. I uh, got super sons, uh, you know, the stuff that's going on in Green Lantern. You just have a ton of, of great content, just a ton of great stories on DC Rebirth. I mean, I wish, like I said, I wish that they would take some of this stuff and bring it in because, I mean, they have some of the best storylines. I mean, Flashpoint. Flashpoint is such a great story, but they butchered it on the show. Um, Just like I said, I mean, they have such great stories. I mean, Injustice was a really, really well done. Um, I mean, video games, DC's blowing blowing Marvel. Um, I mean, I mean, the... What were you saying adding. about Warner Brothers, though? But um, Warner, what what happened? What he, what Rob said was, you know, it's interesting how Warner Brothers 
you know, because Marvel had to sell some of their properties um, back in the, I believe it was like 1990s, just because they're going bankrupt. And DC has always had their full roster. But it's interesting how, you know, Disney was able to come up with a whole universe and make it and make it make it huge with like with only half their roster and not even like their biggest characters. You know what I'm saying? And DC hasn't been able to do that. And they've had their entire roster. They still have their entire roster. They've never had to sell a property. So it's interesting to me. Um, it's very interesting since you brought it up. I found that very interesting how, how DC was never able to do that, was never able to do something huge. And, and it, for me, I find that very fascinating. Yeah. Um, it's just a very yeah. fascinating concept. I mean, because now everybody, now everybody wants to be a part of that. Yeah, everybody wants wants to follow suit. Yeah, and everyone wants a cinematic universe, and it's, you know, we've seen it even in non-comic book areas with the dark universe that they've tried to start twice now and failed twice now. Um, Yeah, it's just everyone wants a cinematic universe, and I don't even necessarily think that's the most most healthy thing. I mean, it works for Marvel, clearly, but I honestly don't think it's the most healthy thing because... If you're, and this is this is a negative for the cinematic universe for Marvel. If you're announcing your movies so far ahead, then you're all you're taking out the risk of all of these movies because if you announce a Captain America, obviously they haven't announced a Captain America movie coming up, but just say they did. Let's say they announced a Captain America movie in four years, then you know that in the next two in the next two Avengers movies, Captain America can't die. You know, it's like. It's that is a frustrating aspect of these movies, and they're already pretty low stake. Let's be honest. A lot of the Marvel movies, you don't feel like anybody can die. Um, you know, the one that was supposed to be quote unquote darker, um, we had a Quicksilver who we had just met. Spoiler alert: die, and it's like, all right, well, cool. Um, so nobody actually dies in these movies anyway, unfortunately, and hopefully that changes soon. And then you're adding a layer of telling us what movies are coming out later. So it's just, it, that's a frustrating aspect of cinematic universes, which, why, which is why I don't think that necessarily, and again, I don't want to seem like we're just loving on Marvel and hating on everything else, with, even in regards to the movies, because Marvel has flaws too. That's not the point of what I was saying at all. It's more of fans and this culture of fandom that just drives me up the wall for me. And I don't understand why you guys would, why like... <laughs> Some people, not you guys that are listening, but why some people don't do the Black Panther? Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, but whatever, yeah, whatever that happens. <laughs> I mean, if people are gonna people are still gonna love this movie no matter what because it's just it's Black Panther, man. I don't tell you. And the and I told I'm and telling I'm, you, I think this, it's gonna be good. This too, album, so. this album, this album that Kendrick Lamar is doing, it's really good. I think he just released the second song with uh, with him in the weekend. It's a really good song. Last time I checked, it was number two on the on the on the, on the Billboard charts. Um, so check it out, man. Check it out. But anyway, let's talk Oscars. This is like a side. I didn't. I know. <laughs> at all. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, let's talk about the Oscars. Um, so we will be talking um, about one of the most anticipated. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say um, noms, Oscar noms of the year, mm-hmm. and. Uh, be talking about best uh, actor. Yep. So let me pull do, up. Do you want me to read off the list, or do you want to read it off? I'll read it off. All right. I'll go ahead and read it off. I don't know how to pronounce one name in here. Okay. So if I have it, help me out. 
but I'll go ahead and start. Uh, it's Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour, mm-hmm. Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel-esque, Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out, Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread, and Timothy Chimlet for Call Me By Your Name. Now, I don't think that's how you pronounce his name. I don't think that's how you pronounce his name at all. Probably I think not. there's a little, <laughs> something in there, but I'm so sorry if I butcher your name. So, Carlos, um, you watched the full two hours of Roman J. Israel. Um, only watched one hour. Yep. But I'm saying I have two cents because at least watched an hour of it. But anyways, I'll let you have, uh, I'll let you take it away. What do you, uh, do you agree with this list? Do you, do you like this list? I, uh, kind, I, I kind of like this list. I, um, I don't know. It, it's, it's, I, I like, there's two noms that are locks that I completely, I, I completely agree with. And that's Gary Oldman and Timothy Chalamet. Beyond that, there's a bunch in contention that it's like I get why this is a very difficult category. I really do. Um, But in my opinion, there are two that are just flat-out snubs. Um, But let me talk about what was nominated first. Denzel Washington. Now, I haven't been able to have an opinion because I hadn't seen the movie, but now I finally did yesterday. So... now, they, they keep advertising this like it's Denzel's best performance, and that is silly, in my opinion. <laughs> Come on. Den- Denzel has had brilliant performances throughout his career, and this is not his best. But this is another great performance from a great actor. Am I upset that he's nominated? Lou, I think he doesn't deserve to be nominated on any level. No. He, he, I'm completely fine with his nomination. I don't think it's like a lot like he should have definitely been nominated. If they didn't, it would have been a crime. If he wasn't nominated, I would have been fine. Um, now, this is going to be the upset um, of this episode, probably. Daniel Day-Lewis. This, it was a great performance. Again, great performance from a great actor. It's not one of my favorites from him. It's not, it's, it's a, again, great performance. I'm not saying he was bad in the movie, but I think this is more of a reputation nomination and more of a, it's his last movie, let's nominate him again type thing. I would have much prefer, preferred to the, the two um, actors who I think were snubbed in 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 um in place of Daniel Day Lewis, but again, I'm not upset. I don't think he def- didn't deserve it or anything like. Like it's fine. I'm com- I'm fine with it. I just one of Daniel Day Lewis and Denzel needed to get bumped to put on the uh, to help me put on the other two um, that I think should have been nominated. Now Daniel Kaluuya is one that I think you want to talk about because I agree with you. I don't think that he deserves this nomination. I think he's really good, but I don't think it's like Oscar-nominated worthy performance. You agree, correct? Yeah, I mean, my my biggest one is uh, Daniel Daniel Kaluuya. I I just don't understand why he was nominated. Okay, um, for me, it's just ridiculous as to why he got nominated. Um, and I don't want to go into like details like that, just because. It's because like I don't want to cause any I don't want to cause any trouble, so I'm not gonna get like too too deep into it. Um, but I don't think it should have been nominated. Point blank. I, if you look, I agree. At other actors' performances, you're gonna say you're gonna you're gonna be like, why is this man nominated? 
I'm going to go ahead and name my four that, that I think that I would have put in. Okay. When you got performances like Christian Bale and Hostiles, <sighs> James Franco and, and, and The Disaster Artist, mm-hmm. James McAvoy in There Split, we go. Yep. Hugh Jackman and Logan. Like, what are you doing? These four men did way better than Daniel Kaluuya. Um, Ozzy, they're all white, though. <laughs> I'm not I don't care like it doesn't matter like they're they're like I, I don't care about like their race I'm talking about like this like these people worked hard for their performance um it doesn't matter like it, like I'm going strictly off of performance and those four men did better than Daniel Kaluuya so da- if you look at Daniel Kaluuya's performance I understand like there's nothing like when I saw that movie I was like damn like this is a directorial um this is a directorial uh performance this is I mean that's what I got from Get Out I think that this was a performance-driven film. Daniel Kaluuya was a great lead, and I've, I've loved him since I've seen him in uh, Black Mirror. That's the first time I saw him, and I think he did it. I think he gave a better performance in, in, in that episode. Wow. <laughs> he did. I mean, I don't want you to see the episode, honestly, because it's, okay. a, it's a great – he acts his butt off in the episode. I was impressed. That's what I'm saying, Like, because I'm glad that he got the opportunity to lead a film. I was really excited to see him in Get Out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a big, I'm a huge Daniel Kaluuya fan, and I'm excited to see him in Black Panther as well. I wish he had a bigger role. I hope he has a big role in it. Um, but anyways, this film, yeah, he really didn't do anything that I was like, you know, he's going to get nominated. Again, I don't want to take away from it, and I know you're uh, not trying to either, but he is really good, but he is not Oscar-nominated worthy good. Like, so I'm he's saying, not. Like, I mean, he's really good in the film. I just got done, like, I mean, I recently, I, we, recently watched, we, we recently watched it together, Carl Snyder, mm-hmm. before he went to uh, Virginia. He's really good in that movie. Really good. And I want to see him take on more stuff, because I want him to get nominated. You know? It's not that I don't want him to get nominated. I want him to get nominated, but I want him to get nominated for something that he does amazing in, not something that he does okay in. Like, not, I'm sorry, not okay. But not something that he gets that he does really good in. There are a lot of really good performances this year, yeah. but I'm not going to go ahead and say like they're, like they're Oscar-worthy. Like, for instance, uh, Tom Holland. Tom Holland was freaking great as Spider-Man. Does, does that mean he gets that he needs to get an Oscar? Mm-hmm. No. He's just really good as Spider-Man. That's it. Um I mean, you could say the same thing for Tom. Ha- I mean, for for Tom Hiddleston, um, Chris Hemsworth. Um, you know, several of these actors this year. Um, you know, they were really good. Uh, but you know, for me, I mean, those were th- those are the four people that I would have uh, nominated. Honestly, Denzel Washington. I actually like Denzel Washington's performance. Denzel Washington gave a good performance. I I truly liked his performance in the hour that I saw it. I was like, okay. I can see what he was nominated. Like I'm not. I can't be upset about it. Yeah, I can't be upset about I it. I feel the same with gave, him and Daniel Day Lewis. Like I'm not upset about his nomination per se. But, yeah, like I yeah. understand why they because he did a really good job. And like the movie is not the best, but I mean this like the way Denzel portrays his character, like, like he really makes you care for Denzel, and you know, and he makes you really care about the issues that he's trying to establish. So I mm-hmm. really did like his character. I respected his character highly, um, so I'm I'm not upset with it. Um, the one that I probably the two bumps that I probably take out is Daniel Day Lewis and Daniel Kaluuya, which I know were shocks to some people about the Daniel Day Lewis. Um, this is a tough one, but I probably would have given it to now. I <laughs> saying. This is this is a very tough. This is a day. This is a tough day and age where you can't talk about stuff because you know people get offended and everything. Um, but strictly, just 
off his art. So I'm not I'm not talking about this man's like okay. accusation. I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah. Just going off his performance. Okay. Just going off his performance. Um I would give it to James Franco. Just strictly off his performance. Because I mean he got nominated for a bunch of things. They were going to nominate him, but I think those accusations really hurt his chances. So I would have probably yes. given it to him. Um and definitely James McAvoy. I think James McAvoy is the biggest nub this year. Just because it was, uh, just because his film came out like very early on, um, but yes, I would have given it to James McAvoy as well. Those are the two snubs I have as well, like the two flat out snubs. Like James Franco, he's great. Again, I get it. So like, I'm not saying like, oh, it's ridiculous that he wasn't because like I get it. And I'm still, like, not sure how I feel about this whole, like, well, you know, they did this, so should they even be, like, it's the same logic. But then again, you're not nominated. See, I go back and forth because I get it because you don't want to reward people who have done terrible things. Like, I get that. But at the same time, if we're not awarding the best performance, then what are we even doing? So I go back and forth on it because... If you apply that logic to last year, and I know this is something you kind of get a little fired up about, then Casey Affleck should have shouldn't have won because shouldn't have even been nominated because of all the accusations against him. So, but then again, he clearly gave the best performance of the year. So it's like it, you're in a rough spot, and I just don't know how I feel about it. I go back and forth on it constantly. Um, yeah, I mean, me too. I mean, it's it's a very tough situation. Yeah. Um, for everybody involved, because yeah. you do want to, you do want to. Um, you do want to nominate the best, but it 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 hurts it hurts people when you nominate somebody who's been who's been accused of doing these things. So I mean, very tough situation. I don't want to get too deep into it. Yeah, you know, I don't either. We're not, <laughs> we're not we're not a podcast that talks about that kind of thing. Uh, uh, sorry, but you guys want to get yeah. on these. So on to escape the topic, McAvoy. Um, but okay, but okay, but okay. If I'm gonna take out James Franco, I'm gonna take out James Franco. Okay. I'm probably going to give it to Hugh Jackman. Wow. Okay. I think Hugh Jackman killed it. Killed it as Logan this year. I think this was his best performance as Logan. Because it's really hard. Because I want to I want to give it to him. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm not if I'm not going to nominate, if I'm going to have to like, okay, if James Franco is, is like I can't nominate him, um, I'm probably going to go with Hugh Jackman. This was his best performance as Logan. Mm-hmm. Um, especially that last scene. If you guys, I'm not going to spoil it because I know it's recently new for you guys. So I'm not going to spoil it. But um, that's that last scene that he had uh, with with his uh, with X twenty three. I just thought, yeah, I, that just killed me. That yeah. just killed me. If you didn't cry in this movie, I don't know. What, I don't know what's wrong with you, man. I don't know what's wrong with you because it was such a good movie. Um, but yes, um, this this movie that's that would have like if I can't touch James Franco, I'm gonna go ahead and, and say it was definitely Hugh Jackman. Um, I want Christian Bale to be nominated, but I mean, it's uh, I can't. But he was like he was for me like he was one like he was like on the side. I absolutely, I absolutely love this, this man's performance. Mm-hmm. So. Um, okay, so yeah, I already said Franco and McAvoy. Clearly, I mean, like, even if you don't like Ozzy, I know you're not you're not even a big fan of Split, but you even like I think everyone, even people who don't like Split, is my point. You can acknowledge that James McAvoy deserves to be nominated for this movie. James it's... Franco deserves to be nominated. Like, are you McAvoy? Me? He at least... <laughs> yes, he he played like seven different people. It's um, ridiculous. How was he like, not? Like for me, that's absolutely like if, okay. Like the fact that the Oscars went that far back to get Jordan Peele's Get Out, 
and yeah. not nominate uh, an M. Night Shyamalan film just because it's an M. Night Shyamalan film. Um, that's absolutely ridiculous. It's um, like it's like he's still doing his time for bad for his bad movie, and it's like, all right, we get it. He made bad movies, but he can't be punished for the good. But I don't even think it's just that. I just think it's because it's so long ago, and it's you know technically, if you it doesn't matter. I mean, I know. Denzel it's, Washington has had his bad movies. Daniel, I mean, uh, Daniel Day Lewis has, so has had his movies. So and so has Gary Oldman. So I mean, they've all been a part of bad films before. So for me, that just doesn't make any sense. Um, and you know. And I, like again, I don't want to get into this because I mean, this is not the show that I, you know I do this. If you guys want to have a discussion with me, it's something that's deeper. I mean, email me, I guess. But I mean, um, but I mean, for me, I was just, I was just so upset because I mean, people. I mean, it's just it's just upsetting. Uh, James McAvoy should have been should have yeah. been nominated. Yeah. That is the clear up. I would I would one hundred percent take a take a uh, uh, Daniel Day Lewis and switch him out for 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 McAvoy. Yeah. Yes. Same. I would one hundred percent switch out. Um, Daniel Kaluuya. If if I can't choose James Franco, I'm gonna I'm gonna absolutely substitute Daniel Kaluuya for Hugh Jackman. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. Um, it's just 100 like I, for me. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. So I've said Timothy Chalamet, Gary Oldman, James Franco, and James McAvoy. So my fifth is where it's kind of a toss-up where I'm like, you could put a lot of different things there, and I would be okay with it. Um, the one I ended up writing down was Robert Pattinson in Good Time. He gives a freaking great performance. It's my favorite Robert Pattinson performance ever. Um, and I really think he easily could have been nominated here, and I would have been okay with it. But I'm also, after seeing Roman J. Israel Esquire, I'm complete, I would have been completely fine with Denzel as well. So I am okay with Denzel. Um, so right now I have wrote, written down next to Best Actor 2 out of 5, but I could bump that up to 3 out of 5 because I'm completely fine with Denzel. Um, yeah, I mean, another, another side person that I personally have, which I totally forgot about until I just went to IMDb, and I was looking at my history, I was like, oh, man, you're right. Um, Jeremy Renner. Yep, I, he was on my side list as well. Yeah, I mean, it, ah, man, it's just, it was a tough year when it comes to performance. It was a tough year, man. But I, I wish I can give it. I wish I can get him a nom just because he did so good. But um, yeah, I mean, for those of you guys who are just who are asking me why didn't why didn't I put Jason Mitchell? Uh, I mean, I would think of him more as a supporting actor. Which, I don't think he really yeah, which we'll get for, to from for from my brother. Yeah, I mean, which we'll get to. Um, but uh, I want Jason Mitchell to meet to lead a movie. I think it's time because he's so good. Everything I've seen him in, he's been extremely well. So I want him to lead something. And I think I've said that in my bound. This man needs to lead something. But I think I want to see him in a leading role. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean those I mean for mine I would have been I would have kept Timothy, I would have kept um Gary Oldman and Denzel Washington. Uh those three are, are for me locks. Yeah. Those were locks. Um what I would have switched out is Daniel Day Lewis and Daniel Kaluuya for probably James McAvoy and James Franco, and like I said, I can't touch James Franco. It's gonna be Hugh Jackman. Um, those are like my three. See, I guess those are like my three. Yeah. Uh, if I took out Franco out of my list, then I would probably put back Daniel Day Lewis, um, just because I think it's a great performance. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not upset Day Lewis was nominated. It's just I think there were things that were better. But again, if we're taking Franco out, then I'm probably putting Day Lewis right back in. Um, on my side list, I wrote down, I'm surprised you didn't mention this one, uh, Sam Elliott. I wrote down Sam Elliott. 
Um, what else? I wrote down Jake Gyllenhaal for stronger. He gives a great performance. Again, it's not his best. Uh, and again, I didn't put it on. It's just something I was tossing around in my head. I wrote down Hugh Jackman. I wrote down Luke Evans, which is something I never thought I would write down in regards to best actor, but I really loved him in Professor Marston and The Wonder Woman. I think I even said it on the review, like, he is the best part of that movie. He is so good. Um, so I tossed him around as well. Uh, Kyle Mooney and Brigsby Bear. Andy Serkis. Ugh, man, I want to so bad, but I couldn't justify it with all the other performances uh, this year. He should have... He should have gotten his nomination for the last one, let's be honest. And I think he's great in this movie again, in War Again, but he is brilliant in Dawn. So I really think he should have gotten it for Dawn, and it's just unfortunate that he's missing the boat again, but, you know, this was a rough year. Um, I wrote down Tom Hanks. I know you would disagree, um, but he's just on my side list again. So, Uh, yeah, that's all the things that I was tossing around. Uh, You have any thoughts on all that? Yeah, I mean, I, I totally forgot about Sam Elliott uh, here. I mean, there's just been, like, a ton of movies I've been since. I was like, damn, that's really good, damn, that's really good, damn, that's really good, damn, that's really good. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, he was, he gave a really good performance. Really amazing performance. But, I mean, uh, you know, compared to what we've seen so far, because I'm going to finish uh, Roman J. Uh, Israel. I mean, I think, I don't think, I mean, it was, I, I think, I think, like I said earlier, I think this is just a really tough year. Just a really tough year because we had so many great performances this year. So, yeah, it's been really tough this year. It was all right. Well, if you had to rank them, what order would you put them in? Gary Oldman, 100% Gary Oldman. So, he's um, who you have as your one, yes, as my winner. Um, if this man doesn't win, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm <laughs> right. Um, like you need to see Darkest Hour. That's how it's a. Mm-hmm. It's this man is so good. Yeah. Um, I put Denzel Washington over Timothy. Really? Yes. Wow. wow. Dude, I just really liked. I mean, I just really liked Denzel's character. Yeah. And uh, I really, I really just, I thought he did a really good job. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know if it's because I like this character uh, or anything, just because more. I just, I just had a ton of respect for. His character, um, and I was just feeling for his character just because of some of the things he was going through. This movie has a fifty percent Rotten Tomatoes. I don't understand why. I, um, I do. It's it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> I just like, like I said. I mean, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's because I care for the character a lot. I don't know. But um, I again, I mean, I, I mean, I understand. I understood his character. So I would have mm-hmm. I would have given that to Washington two, Timothy to Chandler three, um, Daniel Day Lewis four, and Daniel Kaluuya five. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just with this list. I would still do if I'm going off of my list. Uh, Gary Oldman one, James Franco two, Denzel Washington three, Timothy Chalamet four, and then um, oh wait, no, can't do that. James Franco. I mean uh, James McAvoy. Man, that's tough. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because I don't like you know Gary Oldman does such a great job, but James McAvoy was so brilliant. So I don't know, man. Like, so those you really think that close. James McAvoy, if he was in, would be up for the, the Oscar? Like he, yes, was, wow, dude, he plays. I mean, seven I know, I know. And I, know. I was <laughs> just like, because I mean, and especially, especially, I still remember the scene where he plays a woman, 
And that one just caught me off guard. I was like, oh, my gosh. And then, you know, and you see him going back to back to back to back to back. So it's just been so like I was just like, dang, man, that is just absolutely brilliant. Um, so I think he'd be I think he'd be really close. I, I don't think he'd win. I think ultimately they would have gone with uh, uh, ultimately I think they would have gone with Gary Oldman. I mean Gary Oldman uh, again. I mean he he kills it, he kills it. So I, but I will say James McAvoy close second, yeah. close second, close um, second. You know James, Denzel. Uh, I would say maybe James Franco third, Denzel four, and then Timothy Chalamet five. All right. Jeez, Timothy Chalamet five. Uh, he's number two for me. I mean, it goes Gary. It goes Gary Oldman, Timothy Chalamet. If we're going off my list again, uh, Franco at three, then McAvoy, then Pattinson or Washington, whichever you want to put in five. Um, man, I don't know. This this is this is a rough category. Um, it's just there's a lot of good performances this year in Best Actor. Uh, now, I, these aren't, by the way, these aren't our official Oscar predictions yet. We will have an actual episode where we do a who would win and who, or who should win and who will win. We'll do a whole episode about that. Um, so these aren't our official predictions yet because I'm still not, I, I think Gary Oldman should win. And at this point, I probably think he will win. But there's been a lot of stories. If you want to Google Gary Oldman recently, there's been a lot of stories about things he said before and, you know, stuff like that. It's a little, like, I don't know if it's going to affect voting too, too much. Um, It's not like he's been accused of sexual harassment or anything like that, um, as (laughs) some, a lot of other people in Hollywood these days. But he, a lot of things that he has said before are being brought brought back up and things like that. So, why? just because I don't know news, um, so I'm still not 100 percent sure. I don't know how the that's going to affect voting and things like that. I haven't heard. To be fair, I haven't heard too much about it recently. I heard about it like a week or so ago, and it hasn't been brought up again in at least in my Twitter feeds. So we'll see. Uh, so that's why I'm not making that my official prediction yet. But right now, I would say Gary Oldman is probably going to win. I mean, everything else points to Gary Oldman winning. He's won everything else. So there's no reason other than that that he shouldn't. So we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what category we're going to talk about next. Um, maybe supporting. But, yeah, right now we're just sticking with actor. And we'll see where the wind takes us on the next episode. Uh, yeah. Is that it for actor that you wanted to talk about, Ozzy? Yeah, man, that's it for me. That is 100% it for me. All right, Carlos, where can people find you on social media? All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Shuri456. And make sure you follow us all over social media, all at ScreenFellows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube channel, and, of course, our website, Brianna, is writing reviews over there. And, yeah, that's what I got. All right, and you can find me at Castro Ozzy on Twitter. And you guys can also email me about any topics you guys want to talk about, recommendations, anything like that. Uh, please feel free to email me at ozzy.castro at screenfellas.com. Um, all right, and also check out the website, guys. We are Brianna's back. She's back in action. Wait, check her out one on the more website. Thing. Check out her articles. One more thing before you close this out for good. Um, I I don't know if you've gotten these emails as well because I don't know if you're going to Regal as much anymore, but 
I just got um, a couple of download codes, and one of them's for Suburbicon, and I don't necessarily want it. So hit me up if you want a download code for Suburbicon for free. I mean, I don't, I don't know why you would, uh, but if you do, if you haven't seen it and you want to check it out, well, then I've got a download code. You can get the movie for free. Hey, it's free stuff, so <laughs> check it out. Yeah, I mean, you definitely go to Regal way more than I do now. I mean, I just, just, I just depend. For me, it depends on, on you know, what timing. Yeah. Now I, I go, you know, so I just, I've been all over the place, like I said. So I mean, I'm either going to Cinemark or or, or Regal. Um, yeah, I'm really not going to AMC anymore because AMC is really trying to push uh, that movie past not to be on them. So. And they've already taken out a few theaters where you can't use it. So yep. be aware of that. If you have gotten an email, be aware because there are some movie, there are some AMCs that are not accepting it anymore. So without further ado, guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check us out on YouTube. Check us out on the website because, guys, this is Spring, fellas. 